It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Well, first of all, I hope everybody had a safe and healthy and happy new year and holiday season. Um, and, uh, well, I'm sure some of you are happy, some of you are not happy uh, with how yesterday went with the New England Patriots. But at the end of the day, at least they ended our misery, uh, not having us to waste another week uh, on them uh, in the playoffs, a spot in which they didn't deserve. You know, there's there's no there's no chance, you know, of, of us having to, you know, it's just enough was enough. OK, and especially if the Patriots ever got in at eight and nine with the scenario um, with the Browns. Um, Beating the Steelers, the Jaguars, uh, beating the Titans, which, which, you know, actually did happen. Actually, you know, congrats to Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's actually finally uh, living up to be the NFL quarterback that he, you know, that that we all expected uh, him to be last year, in which he wasn't. But now that it seems like he has um, a good coach uh, other than Urban Meyer and it's you know it seems like he might have his uh, his ducks in a row if you will and so you know we'll have to see um, we'll have to see what happens um, you know in the playoffs for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars but hey I'm all for it I love a I love a good story with uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars for sure you know they they started off tough tough this season and then uh, they turned things around so it was a great story but anywho you know going back to that scenario of the Patriots getting in the playoffs by beating or, or I'm sorry by losing the Buffalo Bills yes uh, yesterday would have been pathetic would have been absolutely pathetic I mean I I'm sorry but I just don't want to you know w- watch the you know what they were uh, putting out there on the field it was just absolutely pathetic. And so, you know, I'm I'm glad they lost, to be honest with you. I'm glad they lost. I'm glad I don't have to waste another week, uh, you know, talking about them and, oh, you know, well, they might have a chance of winning and this, that, and the other thing. I'm glad it's just done and we're done and I can probably enjoy football and, and the NFL playoffs and not really have to, you know, worry about the Patriots and what they're going to do and if they're going to win and, you know, all the, all the baloney, all the baloney, the Matt Patricia, the Joe Judge, the Bill Belichick, the Mac Jones stuff. It's just, I'm all set, okay? Enough was enough for one year. And let me tell you, this offseason, they better change some things up big time, big time. You know, and just by, just by you know, my personal thoughts, I think... I do. I do think that that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge will not be uh, in in the coaching positions that they were in this year. I think it was an experiment that Bill Belichick wanted to try, and it was obviously an experiment that failed. So, got to move on for it. Fine, you know, we tried it out for a year, and and now we move on from it, and and we go back to the normal way of having an offensive coordinator, and now our Matt Patricia or Joe Judge, either of those? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't want to see either of them named. Uh, you know, one of them actually named because this year they weren't actually named. And Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia was basically the offensive coordinator, and boy, he did a terrible job. Um, just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. So, you know, it, it was just tough to watch. So hopefully they figure something out. Hopefully they figure something out. And another guy that's got to be gone. Is I believe it's Cam Akerd, uh, uh, who is the uh, special teams coordinator. Boy, special teams have really have really hurt us this year. And you know you can say it all the time: special teams wins and loses the games. And unfortunately, more times than not, special teams lost us games this year. I mean, you can subtract fourteen points. 
14 points off the board from special teams uh, in yesterday's game. And another thing to think about is this whole Jake Bailey situation with the punter. So we obviously, you know, the punter that um, that we were using, um, you know, obviously just was not was not it. He just was not it. And so, you know, Jake Bailey on the other hand is is a great is a great punter. He's a great kicker. And so, you know, if if Jake Bailey was the punter in those situations, yeah, I do think that those two uh those two um you know, ki- kickoff returns probably were not going to happen with Jake Bailey at the punter. He's a good punter. He can kick it into the end zone and Buffalo automatically would take it over at the 25-yard line. Opposed to getting the chance to run the football back and now you know, um, and and now getting 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 a touchdown. So it's just, you know, it, it's just a tough tough situation, um, and and I don't get it. I don't get it because you know Jake Bailey. You know it. He, you know, it says he followed all the protocols, did everything, um, and basically, it's probably just some. You know, something Bill Belichick has on him. You know, the way he talked to him or something. It's just pathetic. Uh, Let's start off the day with Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. You know, I hope it's going to be a a good New Year here because the Patriots, they have a lot of work to do. I mean, there's no no question about it. Got that right. I don't know if you heard this, but apparently from a source that – uh, Belichick and Kraft met today, and basically Belichick, Kraft said to Belichick, there's only two coaches that are safe, you as in Belichick and their tight ends coach. Everybody else is on the block. There was a report from Justin Ramos, who's a, who's a um, Patriots beat writer there. So I, I think Bob Kraft is going to be a, a little bit more involved this offseason than he was in the past, you know, because I think he's tired of this not naming an offensive and defensive coordinator, you know. I just I one guy they're going to lose anyway is Gerard Mayo. I think he's going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere, but um, he might Ballard even get right a head now, coaching spot. He, he could, you know, he was consi- he was considered for it last year, and yep. I think he'll be considered uh, for it again this year. Yep, yep, no question, no and, question. And not for nothing, but why would he want to stay? I mean, I get it. His, you know, he, you know, he made a living here. He has, you know, family here. This is where they are. But I mean, if this is what he wants to do then why would he want to stay here? You know, unless for some reason, you know, Robert Kraft says, hey, you know, after Belichick's gone, you know, you can be considered as as the head coach. Yeah, I I wonder if, if that's what they're going to need to entice Bill O'Brien to come back here, you know. Bill, I know he's in the mix with the Pants and the, and the Buccaneers, you know, depending on what Brady's going to do. But um, I, I, I think if they're going to get a coordinator here, that's going to that's gonna be. Because I... I don't see Bob Kraft firing Belichick, regardless of, of what Belichick does from here. I, I, that's just an opinion. I think it'll be a mutual decision to part ways. But I think Belichick's trying to stay for, for, for two reasons. And I don't know whichever he accomplished first uh, before he hangs up. Either he gets Shula's record with all he needs to do is average over the next two years 10 wins in playoffs and regular season to do that, or he wins the Super Bowl. Great this team's going right now, obviously, you know they're not Super Bowl contenders. However, I was I was reviewing the calendar today. I think there were five games they lost that were winnable. Five games, and I want to tell you quickly just the ones there. I think the Packers overtime game they yep. should have beat the Bears. Regardless, the Bears you know rolled all over them. I mean they're the they're picking first pick on the draft right now. They should have beat them. Yep. They could have beat the Vikings on Thanksgiving night. Yep. They they should have beat the Ra- I mean that Raiders game. That's going to be the most embarrassing game, number one most embarrassing game of the whole year. And then the Bengals when they when they fumbled that when Stevenson fumbled that football on the five yard yep. line. They could they could have been a thirteen and fourteen with this coaching staff that they had. And I do and 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 I think you know you know they got to build around Mac Jones. I just I I, I what what I saw in him. I know he had three picks yesterday, but. 
you know, a couple of them were, were, were tapping all that. Everybody still has a zappy fever, and that's, and, and, and that's great. We shouldn't. We should go in with the two quarterbacks like that. But I don't want to give up on Mac Jones yet because you look at it and you can easily say right now, what's the reason he digressed? Coaching. He didn't have – he had two guys coaching him that have no clue what to do on the offensive side of the ball. No clue. And I really think the, one of the reasons they were attractive for Belichick was because their salaries are getting paid by Patricia by the Lions and judged by the Giants from their head coaching gigs when they got let go. You know, So I think that's what enticed them to, to come back. So I think they got to give it one more shot with Jones before they even decide to move on from him because, again, I don't think you can judge this year with him because of that. Um, he, 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 I mean, look, his numbers were okay. They were mediocre, let's say, at best. He was definitely not a Pro Bowl quarterback. But let's see what he can do if he gets a real offensive coordinator in here. You know? speaking, of the, speaking of the other team that needs fixing, look, I know we're all, everybody's Google-eyed because Dever signed the big deal, which was, which was great. That's not an, but let's face it. it, that's not enough. But, we had Devers last no, year, not, and it wasn't that's, enough. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Right, that's what I was going to say. It's not enough. And here's another thing, too. There's no guarantee that Devers is going to fill that 11 years because he doesn't have a no-trade clause in the contract. So they could easily say two, three years from now, they could even say, oh, we're going to trade Devers, we're going to get some prospects, like, like they did for Betts. So I think that they just did this because they had to do it. Maybe it was because John Henry got booed at Fenway. What a coincidence it was. He goes to the Winter Classic, he comes out, he gets booed by the fans, and then within like 12 hours after the Winter Classic, they announced Devers signing. I mean, it was just it's so coincidental, you know. I mean, they, they, they had to do something because, and you're right, they need more. They don't have enough right now. They're, 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 I think they're going to be lucky to finish in fourth place right now this, the way this team's going right now because they just they, they don't have it. I don't want Christian Arroyo being the second baseman on this team next year. You know, I mean, that's our starting second baseman basically right. Going, going into right now. So who knows? But, hey, on a positive note, I think the Bruins and Celtics are going to do well. Let's see how far they go. And um, all we can do now is keep our eye on the offseason here. We have to enjoy the NFL playoffs, but – you know, let's keep on here. Let's hope that they they make the right decisions to get back into contention. So, any uh, b- b- before I let you go, any uh, yeah. what's your take on on tonight's game, national championship game, uh, Georgia Bulldogs and TCU Frogs? I think jo- I think Georgia's going to go back to back. I do. I think that that you know I know it's I know it hasn't happened in a while, but I think they have the advantage there. Um, I'm not saying TCU wasn't a wasn't a good team, but I think Michigan Michigan had a bad. I mean, they just had a bad game. They didn't they didn't, unfortunately didn't show up to play. I, I think personally Michigan should have won that. I think they should be playing for the national championship tonight. But um, I'm not going to count out TCU. I'm not going to count them out. But I think if it, when it's all said and done, I think George is going to pull it out. I do have to say, I do have to say, Derwin, and any, anybody and everybody can quote me on this. Uh, yeah. I think the lines for this game, plus 13 TCU and over under 63 and a half. I think it's I think you got to hammer the TCU plus 13 and uh over 63 and a half. I I, 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 agree. I, I think it's going to be yeah. an offensive game and I think it's yeah, going to be a close I one. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's going to come down to the last second. It's just going to be who makes less penalties and who then who just, you know, who, who it's again, it's just going to come down to the final play. I think it's going to come down to a field goal I think at the end. So yeah. it's either going to be, you know, the, the winning field goal there or it's going to be another Ohio State. Because Ohio State, very close to getting in. They missed that, right. that field goal. They're on that field goal. They're, they're playing tonight against TCU. So. Right. But it should be, should be fun. And college football is always fun. So we'll see. That. Wouldn't it be something if the Boston College Eagles played in the, in the national championship? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I believe their their women's basketball team is doing pretty good. They beat they, uh, they beat well. they beat NC State women's basketball, yep. uh, and yep. NC State women's basketball was was ranked I think in the top ten. I thought I saw. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They're number ten. Yeah, they were number ten, so they beat the number ten team. So, so that's good. So it'd be nice. Yeah, it'll be ni- nice to see that because it's been a long time since we've even had a national championship collegiate. Actually, no, I don't, no, no, that's not true. The beat Boston College girls lacrosse team. Won the national championship. I think last year, the year before. So, um, you know, kudos to them. But uh, you know, it's just nice when you see when you see when you see kids around the talent here um, get get that. So we'll see what happens. But it should be an exciting championship match tonight. So yeah, be definitely. well, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Derwin. Okay, big. All right, so there's uh, Derwin for you with a few takes on the Patriots, a uh, few takes on the Red Sox, and I squeezed a few takes out of him uh, on the national championship game tonight between the Georgia Bulldogs. And the TCU Frogs. Like I said, 
I I really do. I think that plus 13 is very intriguing. Got to hit it. Got to hit it with the TCU plus 13 and the over of the 63 and a half. I think you got to. I really do. I think it's going to be an offensive game. I think it's going to be close. It's going to come down, you know, to that, to the, to the final wire. And I do. I just, that's how I see it. You know, now I'm no, you know, unbelievable, uh, you know, you know, uh, picker when it comes to these spreads and everything. But, you know, that's just what I think. So, I mean, if you want to listen to me, great. If not, eh, you know. Up to you. I'm. I'm not going to tell you. You know what. Uh, you know what to do. Uh, what I can tell you is, if you want to call in with the take on the Patriots season, or the Celtics, or the Bruins, or the Red Sox, or the national championship game tonight, you can call in nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. That's nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. And uh, just switching the, uh, you know, switching the switching the topic real quick over to the NBA and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are in the lead of the Eastern Conference at 28 and 12, right in front of the Brooklyn Nets, who are 27 and 13. And by the way, you know, had a, a very long uh, winning streak, I believe, of 12 games, and. Ended up, you know, ended up losing that, and following that last night, I believe it was, or two days ago, was the injury of Kevin Durant, who will be out for for a few weeks, but uh, is between two weeks and six weeks, uh, because they, there was a report today saying that it will be less than, you know, how much he missed uh, last season, which was around six weeks, and they're saying now it should be under that uh, that six week period. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to, you know, keep that, um, you know, keep it going, um, you know, without Kevin Durant. And it's funny, it just, it just recently happened like a few weeks ago that I saw a stat saying that, you know, this is the first time in like the Durant Irving era that everybody, you know, was healthy. And so just as you get healthy, not so much anymore. And, you know, speaking speaking of the Boston Celtics, um, a, a, a disappointing injury last, uh, was it Saturday night, um, to Marcus Smart. Uh, he has a left knee contusion. Um, so, you know, not, not good. Not good at all. But it's good that we have, you know, the backup. We have the backup players if, you know, say Marcus Smart does have to be out. We're not... You know, we're not searching, um, you know, for people if, you know, we're in a good spot to have that because, you know, Robert Williams, you know, was out and now he's back. And, you know, definitely, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't have confidence in seeing Robert Williams in the playoffs because I just, this knee injury is just not, I don't know, I, I, it's not positive to me. Uh, but with that, let's go to Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on today? Harrison, how we doing? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Doing good. Happy New Year to you too, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bittersweet moment, I guess, for all us Patriots fans. Uh, but uh, I guess we could have all predicted this as the season went along. They they just didn't have the fight in them, and uh, it it seems to me that the coaching was the uh, was the big bugaboo. Uh, we don't. We really don't know what the story is with Mac Jones. Whether or not he can improve, he even admitted that uh, that he had a lousy year and that he didn't improve. But how much of that is laid at the feet of the uh, uh, the coaching staff? Listen, so, I, I, I can just, I can say this. You know, Mac Jones is definitely you know. And as much as I harp on him, and as much as I, you know. Yeah, I want him to succeed, but you know, I I do like I do have a, a soft spot for Bailey Zappi, and um, you know, I I do, you know, I do have to say that Mac Jones is now heading towards, I mean, a history in which he's probably the only quarterback who has had three different different offensive coordinators in the first three years of his rookie career in the NFL as a quarterback. 
Last year was Josh well, McDaniels. This year was Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, whatever you want to call it. I believe it was Matt Patricia. And now next year, you're looking I, – I, I really do think there's a 99.9% chance that there is a different offensive coordinator next year for the New England Patriots. Well, I agree with you on that uh, score. Uh, but I don't think they're going to get rid of uh, Matt Patricia. I think if uh, Gerard Mayo goes somewhere else, then you're going to see Patricia move into that uh, so, right. defensive right. Uh, coordinator spot. Right. Yeah. I, I do not think. I never said I, I, I think that they're going to get rid of either of them. Okay? They're not going to return to the, the spots that they were in this year. I don't think we see Joe Judge where he is and I where he was, and I don't think we see Matt Patricia where he was. I think Matt Patricia is either back upstairs where he was last year or he's on the defensive side, as you said, if Mayo goes. And I think I would really like to see Joe Judge move over to the, to the special team uh, teams coordinator because let me tell you something, that Cam, uh, I think it's Cam Akerd, and he is not good at all. And I say get rid of him. Get rid of him. Well, I think the nail was uh, put in the coffin uh, yesterday with those two runbacks. Uh, Slater even admitted, well, he, he took a lot of the blame on himself after the game. Uh, saying well, you have to. You have to. He's the, he's the captain. He's the leader. He's got to. Well, he's the captain. I know. That's what he has well, to do. What's he going to do? He's, what's he going to do? He's going to jump in front of the uh, – uh, the 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 runner, uh, you know, he can't. He has a responsibility. He has to fulfill his responsibility on the team, and the other guys are supposed to. Uh, and you know, that was one of these uh, Olay type of things where uh, whoever uh, I forget who the Patriots player was that uh, uh, that the runner just ran right right by him. Uh, without uh, him even trying, he gave one of those uh, little fake, uh, you know, like a matador, uh, waved his uh, his uniform in front of him, and that was it, or, or a side of him, and stepped aside. But, uh, yeah, I would like to see Judge go, uh, or Joyce rather, go to uh, back to the special teams where, where he had so much success. Uh, another area, and you touched upon it, we, we still don't know what the story is with the punter. But this kid they brought in, he was horrendous. Yep. I've seen I've seen high school uh, punters uh, kick that ball further and higher than uh, than this guy. He he was just unbelievable. Yeah, he's and, you know he's not yeah he's not good, and it goes back to you know is it on the players? Do you blame the players of the New England Patriots or do you blame? the New England Patriots coaching staff. So, you know, is it on Belichick that this, you know, it, it all come, it all can come down to Belichick, right? So you look at it and you say, hey, okay, so Belichick, you know, suspended, you know, Jake Bailey, the punter, right? Okay, so there's 14 right. points you can probably say, right? 14 points. And, you know, then is it on Belichick or is it all the special teams coordinator, uh, you know, Cam Cam uh, Akerd, you know, did, did it go to that? And then you look at the offensive uh, side of the field and you say, okay, you look at Belichick and then you go to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. It's just, it, it's pathetic, okay? You know, you, you have you have three sides of, of, a, of, a, of a team, three three parts that you have to execute during a football, uh, football game. It's the special teams, it's the offense, and it's the defense. The Patriots failed on two Two of those big things. Yeah, two of the three. Uh, two uh, two right. out of the three. The only thing that was good for the Patriots was the defense, and that's it. And that might be even a stretch. And by well, the way, I think Matt Patricia. I, th- I think is, uh, I. And by the way, I think Matt Patricia should uh, not Matt Patricia. I'm sorry, uh, McCourty. I think he should hang it up this year. I think he should be done. I think he ended the year on a positive note, playing the best game of his whole uh, year. And I think he should hang it up, and I think he should be done. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Slater and McCourty are gone after this year. They're both free agents, yeah, I, and they're both they're both at the end uh, of of their of their careers. And so it'll be yeah, well, it'll be a huge loss. But you know what? I, I just think it's time. I do. 
Well, I I agree, I agree to to that aspect. I I think though that uh, if Slater does retire and he wants, he'll be able to come back in some type of a coaching uh, position with the with the Patriots. The the problem is, and I hope this is wrong. Uh, my uh, beliefs. Uh, it seems that the the Patriots are trying to cheap out on, especially, especially on their uh, their coaching staff. Uh, you know they're paying Belichick, uh, what is it, close to twenty million dollars a year, but the rest of the coaching staff they're putting uh, they're not putting together a cohesive group. Why why is it that these other teams can get Offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special teams, coaches, uh, you know, offensive line coaches. The offensive line was horrible. I, granted, they had a lot of injuries, but they were horrible. And they paid big bucks to Brown, big number 77. He had a terrible, terrible year. Not to, you know, and and it was not only physical, but it was mental. How many offsides or false starts did he uh, did he have during the year? I mean, listen, lots of penalties, lots of penalties, penalties yeah, too. Things that things that the Patriots are not known for, you know. So correct, correct. So it goes throughout the uh, throughout the uh, uh, organization. And some of these guys that that they picked up, uh, John O. Smith, you know, he was supposed to be the great one of the greatest uh, tight ends around, and he was a no show for two years. He, he he had a couple of good catches, but his rep was that he could uh, find the open spot, and once he he got the ball, he could uh, run like a deer to daylight. Uh, so you know, he he was horrible. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Henry, he had his moments. They used him as a uh, as a blocking tight end more than anything else. He did have some of the moments, and maybe we were spoiled because we had Gronk. Maybe maybe that's our big problem. But uh, you talk about you you talked a little earlier about the uh, college game tonight. I think we should take a look at those tight ends uh, that Georgia has because they have some premier tight ends uh, that will be playing in that game tonight. And maybe, maybe the Patriots can give them a serious look and uh, pick one of them up. The Patriots have the 14th pick now. You know, it's ironic. They're uh, settling in right after the, right after the uh, Jets. And before the uh, the Packers, so it's going to be interesting to see just just what happens as far as the Patriots are concerned when when draft tonight comes around. But that's basically all my take on the uh, Celtics. Uh, the Celtics on the uh, Patriots is concerned. The Celtics, let's cheer them on. They've been having a great streak, as have the the Bruins. So shall we crank up the uh, Duck boats for for both of those teams. I don't know. It's still a little. Uh, I have my money more on the Bruins than I do the Celtics. But thanks for calling in, Ray. I appreciate it. Okay, Harrison. You have a good program. Thanks. All right. So there is uh, Ray from Methuen with a few takes uh, on the New England Patriots. Uh, quick, quick few takes on the uh, on the Bruins and the Celtics. Is it too early to start uh, duck boat talk? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I like I said, I have my money more on the Bruins than I do the Celtics. So, listen, Celtics, are, you know, they're in a positive spot. Like I said, they're you know they're the, they're in the lead of the uh, you know Eastern Conference. I I don't know if they're still in. They might still be uh, the number one team overall in the league. Um, but a big game for the Boston Celtics tonight against the Chicago Bulls as they start a, a two game uh, homestand. Today and Wednesday, Wednesday against the Pelicans. Now, by the way, Wednesday night, uh, you know, that was kind of looking at, like, you know, looking to be an exciting game. But guess who uh, got hurt? Our buddy, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Hurt again. Shocker. Shocker. 
And that's another guy, just like, you know, Kevin Durant had things going for the Brooklyn Nets and everything was going well for the Celtics with Robert Williams coming back and now Marcus Smart is hurt. Now, you know, Zion Williamson hurt again. And it seemed like the Pelicans were kind of on a on a good track, if you will. So, you know, we'll see how that game's going to be, but definitely less exciting now uh, without Zion Williamson playing. And then Thursday night in Brooklyn against the Nets. And again, another team. Can the Brooklyn Nets keep up their strong play without one of their key players, if not the keyest player, Kevin Durant? So we'll see. We'll see. Lots of games for the Celtics, though, this week. Bulls Bulls tonight, Pelicans Wednesday. Um, Nets Thursday. Hornets Saturday. And then the Hornets again uh, on Monday. Let's go to Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on? Harrison, happy new year. Happy 2023. Happy new year to you too, Bill. Um, did you happen to see the uh, the comments that Belichick made today on what the Patriots actually ranked in spending on free agency? I, you know, I, I, I heard it. Um, I probably can't paraphrase it enough. Uh, which I'm assuming, if you're asking me the question, I'm assuming you have uh, the script right in front of you of what of what he said. No, I just I just um, thought it was very interesting how he actually said to the media that over the last three years they ranked number 27 in spending um, in free agency, which to me that is just unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, you have a championship franchise here and you're cheaping out. Well, wait a and second. It, it, we it, were we yeah. were a championship franchise. We were. Yeah. We really well, aren't yeah. anymore. I I agree I agree with that. But you know what would be even more interesting to see and I, I don't have the facts in front of me, but what did we spend in free agency when Tom Brady was here? Because I bet I bet it was very similar. Because they could get away with not spending in free agency with a quarterback like Tom Brady. They can't do that. Well, right. You, have, you can make the excuse of the hometown discount. But there is no such thing as a hometown discount as, oh, coming to play for Tom Brady, coming to play for Bill Belichick, come playing for Robert Kraft and the Patriots organization, uh, you know, here in Foxborough where we've won six uh, Super Bowls. You just, you can't, you can't. There is no pull at all. No pull at all. And then, and then they can't, then they, they, they emailed a letter to all season ticket holders today too, as well. Did you, I, did you I, happen to see I, that at all? I, 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 yeah, I saw that. It's floating around uh, the media. I know you're a, um, you're a season ticket holder yourself, Bill. And, you know, uh, have, have they ever sent something? sent something out like that before they they do but they usually send it out like in february you know yeah um but well that's usually when our season ends or yeah right but um um they just basically explain in the letter that they're not happy with the product that they put on the field they're not satisfied they're going to improve both the stadiums I think they're afraid of losing some season ticket holders. Not they so absolutely much, are. You know, you know. I would say more. You know, they just built that big lighthouse there. Yeah. And they have a lot of money invested in in the lighthouse, and then they're building all those premium seats. You know, I know for me, it got it the excitement, and I know you go to a lot of games as well. There's not that buzz in the air anymore there. Um, it's just. It's just not there. I mean, I enjoy going to the games, but it's just they're they're missing something. It's missing something. They they don't have they don't have a star. They don't have a playmaker. They don't have a Brady. They don't have what Miami has in uh, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. You know, they they I don't know what Belichick needs to see more. But it, it, it drives me crazy. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting, and you know, I think, I think Robert, I, you know, there's, there's that speculation, there's that rumor. Um, you know, um, Derwin brought it up that uh, beat reporter for the Patriots, uh, Justin Ramos, uh, tweeted out today and reported that per sources, um, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here, but per sources, only two jobs are safe after meeting, you know, basically Robert Kraft and and Bill Belichick met today. And apparently per sources, uh, Robert Kraft told Bill Belichick there's only two jobs that are safe, and it's yours and it's the tight end coach's uh, coaching position. Besides that, everything else is up for grabs and up to be changed around. And so that's interesting. You know, I wouldn't think of, you know, Robert Kraft to kind of be in it on – you know, deciding what coaches stay and what coaches don't. But it seems like now I think Bill Belichick and Jonathan, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft, they're going to have their hands in, in, in the pot here. And it's something I don't think that really has happened before. And it seems like now they're going to be coming down from upstairs and really uh, putting some pressure and really seeing how things go inside that uh, office of Bill Belichick. Agreed. I mean, I know that Belichick has, he's 21 wins away from the all time record. And I know the Crafts probably want him to do that in New England. I mean, that's another um, so, two years. It, it's another two years. It, it could be. At least. At least, by the way. At least. You know, and, you know, Belichick's been. Very average without Brady, right? He's been 500, if that. So next year is going to tell a lot. You know, next year is going to tell a lot for Mac Jones. Next year is the fourth year without Brady. Let's see what type of coach Belichick really is. You know, let's see. They're going to give. They're going to. They're going to give Mac. I think another another chance next year. Oh, I think they do. I think they do. Although I don't, although I'm not like in love with that, uh, I think they do end up giving him another chance. I would like them to see, you know, I, I would love to see them go and try and uh, try and get somebody. Um, I, you know, and I think that's going to depend on who they bring in as a special, te- uh, not special teams coordinator, but who they bring in as an offensive coordinator. You know, I mean, if if they bring in this um, the past. Um, Head coach uh, from the, you know, if if they if Kingsbury, they, yeah, if they if they bring in Kingsbury, you know, then maybe do they get Lamar Jackson because you know Kingsbury has that experience with a mobile quarterback, and so and that is the way that it seems the this NFL is going towards mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. He's definitely not a uh, a drop back. Uh, you know, like back is a you know total drop pack passer. So, uh, but I did find, I did find Belichick's comments almost like throwing Kraft under the bus in a way, saying that they they they've only spent you know they're the twenty seventh ranked team in in free agency spending. I, I felt like why would he say that? He never goes into details like that. I, I mean, so he, I don't know. Is he saying that to, like, take a jab at Robert Kraft? Is he – I mean, at the end of the day, he's the GM. So right. It, is, is the, are the owners telling him what to spend? Is he not just spending the money? Um, you know, but, you know, he's got to spend money, and he's got to spend it wisely. I think we're good on defense. I think the defense is okay. Um, you know, it's just – we need help on the offensive line. You know, Ray from Athum was talking about tight ends. I, you know, they'd be nice, but I think we just need more other people. We need, we need, we need help on the offensive line for sure, and we need help at linebacker. Yeah, but that's my opinion, anyways. Yeah, we definitely need help, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what anybody says. We absolutely need help. And uh, I like Georgia tonight in the game. You do. I like Georgia. I like. Did you Georgia hear my take? Did you? 
Did you hear my take that I think it's going to... Now, before you release your score, did you hear my take that I do like uh, TCU? I don't know if you're a betting man, Bill, but if you are, I do like TCU plus 13, and I like the over of 63 and a half. So I don't know what your prediction is, but those were my predictions before you, you know, said anything. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I think it's going to be a close, high-scoring game. Yeah, I think I think TCU's run is pretty much over tonight. They had a great season. Uh, there's a lot of great stories around that team. You know, the the quarterback went from being the backup going into the season to being at the Heisman Trophy award ceremony. Right, which is which, which is incredible. Um, I, 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 they were, they were sub five hundred last year. Um, so great turnaround. Uh, but I think Georgia's just got too many good players, um, and they're just too talented. Um, but again, it's going to be a good game. Thirty-eight. But you also realize. You also you also realize Georgia almost lost. They did, you know. They did, but but um, I th- I think I think that was maybe a little bit of rust. Um, but I I I believe that you know Georgia's going to come out and they're going to you know they're going to win that game. They're going to go back to back. Belichick's got some good relationships with the, with the uh, with the coach at Georgia. You know, Ray from Methuen mentioned that the, the tight end, but you know, I don't think we we have bigger needs than tight end. You know, we have bigger we have bigger needs than a tight end. I do. What would you say would be one of the players that performed well for the Patriots this year? Who's the winner and who's the loser for the Patriots? Man, um, I mean, you know, I did. I I know, you know, we saw uh, we saw what you call it. We saw uh, Damian Harris come back. You know, yesterday I thought he looked good, but you know, while he was out, Ramond, Ramondre Stevenson looked good. You know, I thought I thought. Oh, I think he 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 had a great year. I thought he, he was a. He 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 had a great year, and I mean, um, he, you know, I I don't know if this is I, I I forget if you if you said you know who had a great year and who had a bad year when it comes down to players. I don't know if you spe- if you specifically made that clear, but you know, I think well, actually, I, I don't know who had a. I mean, I guess a good a good a good year for the coaching staff is would be uh would be the defense uh, defensive coordinators. And and the defensive coaches, and I think the the, the you know the bad uh, coaches were were the offensive coordinators and the special teams coordinators, and you know coaches rather. Yeah. Because it's just pathetic, just pathetic. And I think Duggar on the defensive side, he had a, he had a really good year too. And I think McCordy, it's time for him to time to hang it up. On. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he did have a good game yesterday, so like, let's go out on a good note. And, well, exactly. Ended on a know. yeah, yeah. Ended on a high note, McCordy. You know. Yep. All right. Well, good talking to Harrison. Go Celts. We're Celts bees to the uh, the rest of the way in. Hey, listen. I'll give before you go. I'll give you a quick quick little fact. Uh, Sean Grandy tweeted it out. There are eight players in the NBA who have already scored 1,000 points this year. Three of them will be on the floor at the Garden tonight. Jason Tatum in second with 1,170, but right behind Luka Doncic, who's at 1,258, who's in the first place. Uh, but next up is uh, Dikmar uh, DeGrosen at 1,056. And then uh, down the list a little further is Jalen Brown at 1,026. So two two out of the eight players in the NBA who have already scored 1,000 points this year are on the Boston Celtics and will be playing tonight against the Chicago Bulls. So isn't that something for you? Uh, you know what? Uh, they're both playing well. They're, both, they're, they're off to a great start to the season. 
we just I'm afraid they're playing too many minutes personally. Yep. But you know they're young, so they could you know they're probably okay you know logging that time. But something to look out for. And I knew you know you you had talked about Durant earlier and and the Nets. I knew it was a matter of time until one of you know Durant's going to be hurt. He'll be out for six weeks. Kyrie, it's just a matter of time with him. Oh yeah, he's either going to do something stupid or get hurt. It's, yep, it's a it's it's a guarantee. It's the lock of the day. There you go. And uh, and um, you know, Marcus Smart. I think that's why we got Brogdon because you know he does he goes out for spurts. Uh, he plays so damn hard that you know he he does you know fall victim to to injury sometimes. But you know what? I'm okay with him being out a little bit. I, I like, you know, Brogdon as a backup, and then you get Pritchard. He's a backup to Brogdon now, and he can log some minutes. He's a decent player too. So um, I feel, you know, if, if Tatum or Brown got hurt, I think it would be a different story. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, go Bulldogs. All righty, Bill. Thanks for calling in as always. Thanks, Harrison. All right, so there's uh, Bill from the car for you, and it's 5.47, about 13 minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Go ahead and call in 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Uh, with that, let's go to Matt from Rhode Island. Matt, what's going on? Hey, Harrison. How are you doing today? Good. You? Good, good. Can't complain. I know the seed Patriots season's over. Uh, we get to get a little bit relaxed from that. And yeah, not, kind of a relief, watch, right? Kind of a relief, right? And, and not watch that debacle anymore, right? Um, which is nice. Um, but just a little couple of takes on that. Um, I know, I know, you mentioned on the previous caller with that tweet that you saw from the beat writer that Kraft said that only two of the jobs were um, safe, but. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know to the degree that Kraft will have in naming new coaches. I don't know if he will have any say or if he's basically telling Bill to do it. But since Bill knows that his job is safe and the track record that he's had, I don't know. I don't know how I can trust him to even make the right choice of the glaring need of an offensive coordinator. I, I don't know if I trust him to make that right well, decision because I just think he's so up in his mind that it's always him and he needs to prove everyone wrong. I really don't think he – I think he acknowledges that the, the offense was not good. But I don't know if he like, will actually go out and hire somebody. I don't trust him at this point. I think he I think he does. I think he does realize that he, you know, he can't try his experiment with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And I think the special teams coordinator, uh, Cam Akerd, was so bad this year that, you know, he's going to end up being canned and – I think uh, Joe Judge will end up coaching the special teams, and I think Matt Patricia will either be moved uh, to a defensive coordinator spot or defensive side of the ball, depending on what happens um, to Gerard Mayo in the coming weeks. He's a popular candidate for a lot of different jobs, and so I can I can see Gerard Mayo being gone, and um, so I, I you know I probably see Matt Patricia going back to the defensive side of the ball or back up to the upper office where he was last year. I see you know Joe Judge. Uh, going hopefully being the special teams coordinator, and I see us getting a a new offensive coordinator, and I think Bill realizes that I do because you know even towards like the last quarter of the season he was asked uh, basically about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and if this way is working, and he basically acknowledged that it's not working this way, but um, it, that the type of move that has to be done uh, cannot be made uh, in the middle of the season. So it seems like he kind of has acknowledged that. And, it, you know, it, it seems like, you know, I think he knows that he has to get a new uh, offensive coordinator in here. And I think, you know, this morning's uh, meeting, per sources, according to, you know, Justin Ramos, a, a beat reporter for the Patriots, reporting that per sources in a, a one-on-one meeting between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, that, you know, Robert Kraft basically said there's two jobs that are safe right now and it's yours and it's the tight ends coach. Besides that, everybody else's job is up in the air. And so, you know, that means Matt Patricia and Joe Judge's jobs are up in the air. And now when has Robert Kraft ever told 
Bill Belichick what coaches are going to be up in the air. I mean, usually that is like a, you know, that's a GM job for somebody to say, you know, hey, this is, you know, we have to move a different direction. Not the owner worrying about that, right? That's a GM. And so now with Bill Belichick being the GM, it seems like Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft are taking away some of Bill Belichick's uh, GM powers. And it seems like they're going to be getting their hands uh, in the pot a little bit more uh, when it comes to those those GM decisions uh, and, and how those may affect the team. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think it's an important point to make there. Um, it seems like as if Bill's kind of getting older now, um, it's kind of important to take as much unnecessary roles out of his hands as possible and just him really focusing on the head coaching position um, and not having to focus so much on the offense this, um, this season, even though that was his own doing. But I think, like you said, hopefully Kraft, both Kraft and ownership group understand that with that, as, he's, as he's getting older, you kind of want to just make him the head coach at this point. Um, and, and not that any of the moves have been terrible he's made in free agency, but, I mean, it, it, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. We can talk about the whole thing with Patricia and Judge all along, but um, hopefully – they, they, he, which I think he does realize the special teams. Um, I, I do think George will end up going back there, which I do think he realizes just because of how much he values that that part of the game with complementary football and such. Um, but I just hope he realizes, which I, I don't know. I mean, he, his comments were that he it, it made it seem like he realized it, but I just I've gone to a point with him where if I don't see it, uh, like I'll have to see it to believe it. Um, in a sense, honestly, just because of the way it goes all the way back to even Tom Brady leaving town. He did, he clearly didn't value the offensive side of the ball then, and he clearly didn't by hiring Patricia and Judge to be running the offense. So I, I think I'm just at a point where I'll just have to see it to believe it from the truly value the side of the ball, but hopefully it does happen like you said. Yeah, definitely. I do think, you know, I think we're in for a – I think we're in for a change. I think we're in for a tough off season, uh, you know, for the for the Patriots, and you know, a, a tough one, but a good one. And I think I think we'll see a lot of changes. I mean, they're kind of needed at this point. Um, I think we all know that. So hopefully, oh, yeah. those do happen. Um, but we'll just see what happens. Uh, it starts at the OC, that's for sure, though. Uh, yep, can't can't uh, I can't disagree with that, Matt. Yep, so we'll see what happens. Um, and then tonight um, should be a good game. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Um, National myself, championship? But, yep. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I hope it's a good game. I know so, a couple of people I listened to today are kind of worried that it's going to be a Georgia blowout. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, I just love the way Duggan plays for TCU. I think he's so tough and uh, will do anything it takes to win. Um I'm still going to predict Georgia 31-28, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't disagree. And then just to hit on the Celtics quick, um, I completely agree with what um, Bill McCarr said earlier about Tatum and Brown playing too many minutes. Um, I'm just I'm very nervous with the amount of volume of not even shots, but just minutes they're playing is going to come back to haunt them. I really hope I'm wrong, but – that you see with the Durant injury and a bunch bunch of other injuries around the league, um, you really got to hopefully give them some off days and rest. Uh, even like what they're doing with Smart recently and uh, other other role guys, they got to start doing that for these for their two superstars and cornerstones too, because they're playing a risky game with how many minutes Tatum and Brown played. We even saw last year with Tatum kind of struggling down the stretch, and he even said it too. He was just tired. Um, so I'm looking to hopefully see some more rest days from him, so he's good to go for the playoffs and down the down the stretch here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely should be a fun a fun stretch for the Celtics. I'm glad we have the Celtics and the Bruins, and uh, you know we're kind of done with the with the Patriots and the Red Sox for now. Yeah, I think we're definitely on the same page there. So hopefully we can uh, get to that promised land and bring another championship back to the uh, city of champions. We'll see what happens. I like it. Thanks as always, Matt. Yep, thanks for taking my call. Great show. Thanks. All right, so there's uh, Matt from uh, Rhode Island for you with a few takes uh, on the Patriots uh, and the Celtics. Uh, Go ahead and call in uh, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877.
Zach from Boston, go ahead. Hey, Harry. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I want to know who you think should be the next offensive coordinator of the Patriots. Because personally, I just want somebody who has actually called an offensive play in the NFL. Because what we saw this year was very unacceptable from Matt Patricia. And the fact that Bill Belichick even thought that he could call offensive plays is embarrassing to Bill Belichick. Because it seems like he's just, I don't know why Bill thinks that his friends can just do everything. Because the truth is, what we saw this year was not not okay and not used to what we're seeing. Well, I, and so and, I know your thoughts. and Zach, I I'd even go a, a step further and say his his kids, you know, and and that's in that sense with with his friends, um, you know. But I guess just to you know go back to your question, who who I would like to see, I I think you know we we agree where we have to see a legit offensive coordinator, you know, and so, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. Um, you know, seeing the the past, you know, Arizona, um, you know, head head coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. You know, I think that I think that would be a good, you know, I think that would be a good a good take. Um, and I really, I, you know, I don't think I would be, you know, I think I'd be okay with you know seeing Bill O'Brien. I mean, I think you know if we got Bill O'Brien back here to to New England for next year, I think that's like in the best interest of Mac Jones. And so if the Patriots want to work with Mac Jones and they see Mac Jones as their future, which unfortunately I do think that's where they're at, um, I, I think they, they have to bring Bill O'Brien in because Mac Jones is so familiar with them. And, you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, Zach, Mac Jones, as much as I, I, I harp on him and, you know, I, I, I have a soft spot for Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones has not had it easy here in here in Foxborough, he he's heading towards the third, his third different offensive coordinator in his three rookie years in the NFL as a quarterback. That is unheard of, and I don't think that has ever been done before. And so it didn't work, you know, well with Josh McDaniels, not working well with Matt Patricia or Joe Judge or whatever the heck you want to call it. And I think the the best chance we have to saving Mac Jones before he leaves and goes somewhere else is is bringing Bill O'Brien in. I really do. I think bringing Bill O'Brien in will give Mac Jones his best his best shot. I do. Well, hopefully it's somebody who can at least call plays or has called a play in the NFL or in college or something because I don't know why Matt Patricia was ever given that job. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I think it's I think it's partially I think partially it's because uh, Bill Bill's friends with him and his wife's friends with his wife. To be honest, it, probably, uh, probably. But who knows? Bill just does whatever he wants now, and he thinks he can get away with it. So hopefully, hopefully, Kraft, uh, hopefully, Kraft smacked him into shape today. It seems like he did for sure. Uh, thanks for calling in, Zach. Appreciate it. Yeah, sure. All right, bye. All right, so there's uh, Zach from Boston with you with a few takes uh, on the on the Patriots and a good take. Uh, you know, basically who he thinks, uh, who I think should be the next offensive coordinator uh, here in uh, here in New England, and how you know we got to stop with the whole Bill Belichick regime of his of of his friends and his kids. You know, time to bring somebody in who has called offensive plays uh, in the NFL or the uh, college. Uh, you know, college football. So, you know, it's it'll definitely be interesting to see where this offseason goes. Luckily, it's not, you know, we're not stopping here. We have a whole offseason left to go, and we still have um, the the playoffs uh, for, the, for the NFL to go. And again, like I've been saying, uh, big college football game tonight, the national championship game uh, between uh, the TCU Frogs and the Georgia Bulldogs. Like I said, I think it's gonna. If I was a betting man, you gotta take the TCU plus thirteen and the over sixty three and a half. I think that's a lock. I do. I do. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game, all offensive, all offensive play, and I think it's gonna be close within that the thirteen and a half points. So that's why you gotta take the TCU plus thirteen and a half. All right, anyways, that's going to do it for me today here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. As always, I'd like to thank all my listeners and supporters day in and day out. This show would not be what it is 
without all of you. For day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter, HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. I'll be back right here uh, on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Next Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I will be in studio 5 to 6. Next Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Good night, everybody. Have a great week and Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.